Hello again, everyone. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio, your source for experienced guests with detailed knowledge on all things employment related. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and this is Employment Notebook, a podcast designed to get to the heart of important topics in the workplace. Now, you may have recently seen or heard some discussions stating that giving two weeks notice to an employer when you're leaving, well, maybe it's not really necessary anymore. It's outdated. doesn't matter. Those sorts of things. Well, our guest today has a slightly different view. Mary V. Davids is a principal consultant at DNM Consulting Services, LLC, and she joins LJ and Radio to give us her take. Mary, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, why do you think there has been sort of this push and stories, ideas about not giving that two weeks notice? I believe things have changed over the years. Uh, nowadays, people tend to job hop every two to five years mm-hmm. instead of way back when it was, you know, you worked for a company about 10, 20 years. It was your entire career. So now, because uh, everything is now, 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 everyone wants to get promoted so quickly, people have turned over in their job for about two to five years. So they kind of lose patience okay. and they don't tolerate much of the management pushback or if they don't like their managers, they're more likely to leave immediately rather than sticking it out and resolving the conflict. Interesting. Now, I know one aspect that people have brought up to us is that if you even go in and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to be leaving, given the two weeks notice, that some employers will actually you know, fire you right on the spot or, or maybe do that within a day. What is your response to that belief and that potential if you are an employee that's looking to leave? I believe that each employer has their own justification of reasoning behind they would want someone to immediately leave the company once they've given that notice. Uh, it could be based on emotions mm-hmm. or some type of potential risk of uh, the employee leaving or hand that one employee is handling that confidential or sensitive information and they don't want to take a chance and that employee staying there and maybe releasing some of that information to a competitor. So there's plenty of reasons why some employers take that step to walk someone out. Um, They may feel like they're a risk to keep them there in their position, and they'd rather have them leave immediately, you know, and just get rid and have no access to their confidential information. On the other hand, there are employers that make emotional decisions, right? So they, they feel like, oh, this employee is not loyal anymore, or, or, you know, I cannot believe I took a chance and hired this employee. (laughs) I can't believe that they're just going to up and leave me like this. Mm -hmm. So it's a frustration uh, that builds up and they make emotional decisions often to walk someone out. So would you then just suggest to an employee, if they are worried about this happening, that you just be prepared for it, have a plan in case? What would you suggest? I would suggest to always prepare before you hand in that notice. You know, make sure you've cleaned out your inbox or, you know, you've done the necessary preparation to make sure if they if they say, you know what, today's your last day or right now I'm going to ask you to leave, that your box has already been packed, that your information, your, your secure information that you want to keep close to you is already in your car or whatever, um, that you've already tied up those loose ends because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. It's better to prepare beforehand a worst case scenario. Sure. Well, let's get into some of the reasons that uh, you argue, and many would, that you still should be giving that notice. Uh, How about, first of all, the potential impact it could have on future jobs? I believe that it's a great career decision to always give notice because you don't know what the future holds. You don't know how many uh, employers uh, talk to one another within that same industry, right? So they may be a competitor uh, that you feel, okay, there's no uh, relationship between one competitor and the next, even though they're within the same industry. But that's highly unlikely. They normally socialize in the same working groups, and they, they talk outside of work. So let's say 
you know, you say, you know what, I'm leaving today. I quit this company. I'm going to go and try to get in position with a competitor, and you haven't lined that up already, you know, your boss may know that that next hiring manager and in normal conversation outside of work, your name could come up. And you don't want that negative, you know, name out there right. preventing you from succeeding in that new position if you if you decide to apply for it. You don't know what, what the future holds, so it's better to be safe than sorry and protect your credibility and your name. Well, it's interesting. I just heard some colleagues talking earlier today, as a matter of fact, that um, they knew somebody who either had the job lined up or basically had it lined up quit their job abruptly. And then basically the employer they were trying to go to said, you know what, if you're going to do that to this person, we don't want to bring you on board. So it can happen for those of you you out there that are skeptical of it. How about, as you mentioned, the idea of credibility there a little bit, what about people's view of you, their opinions of you? Should that really matter as you're heading out the door? Or what's your take on that? Certainly it should matter because it's a small world and, and people normally find that out after the fact, right? So they think they're, you know, they'll leave a company and, you know, I'm done with it. I'm never going to go back. You know, the grass is greener on this side of town. And even if you're opening your own business, it still matters because people talk. Mm-hmm. And it does matter how people view you because that is going to interfere with your, your career, whether it's new business that may come to you is now halted because you've made a choice to abruptly leave a bad taste in your former employer's you know, mouth about the way that you left. So you don't get an opportunity to defend your position or, or, or respectfully leave a company, you know, and have them remember you in a great way. If you abruptly leave, it's just, it's just a bad look. It leaves a bad taste. At the end of the day, you have to protect your personal brand. You cannot allow your actions to interfere with your future career success. And by leaving abruptly, you do, you do take a risk. And that negative feedback, when your name comes up, oh, I can't believe that she or he left. So abruptly, how could they do this? It right. matters. It matters to your colleagues. It matters to everybody that's in your social circle is affected by this because if you're in the same industry, often we have friendships, right, that we build at work and they carry over to our personal lives. And if you're in that industry and you're in the know and people hear about that negative way you left the company, it's a reflection of you. And, and you don't want to give any type of personal brand in a negative light to any future employer or any future career opportunities. You don't want to let that interfere. You're kind of in your own way if you do that. What about the practical reasons why a coworker might be bothered or care that you just take off like that? Well, they have to pick up the slack, right? Mm. So let's say you get up and leave and you're in the same department or same area or managing a team or whatever. Normally, it's the people that's closest to you that have to kind of pick up that slack. Other managers are going to look to you. Hey, can you help out? And then that causes what? Them to feel resentment towards you because they're not overwhelmed. They may have to now, you know, not take their lunch break. It interferes with their personal time mm-hmm. because they're filling in for wh- where you drop the ball. And that's just not, it's not good for you because now they're going to, all they're going to remember you by is, I can't believe you left me hanging, right? right? Like this, I can't believe that you would do this to me. Do you not care about our relationship? It's just, a, it's a bad look. Yeah, and you know, obviously, as, as we're talking about this, I would imagine listeners are thinking in the back of their mind, like you know, just the word "selfish," and and obviously that comes across. And and again, there are legitimate reasons that people might leave abruptly, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But one of the items that you've mentioned a few times is that the idea of you know emotion being involved, maybe just simple unhappiness, and and you make that decision. What is your warning to individuals who might make those decisions based on those emotions or just general unhappiness? I always tell my clients and my friends, you know, communication is so essential in creating an atmosphere that's avoid of that negative back and forth or that hostility within the workplace. 
communication solves that problem, and here's why. A lot of times, you know, your manager or your colleagues or whatever may not know that you feel some type of way about maybe your workload or, you know, your manager is hovering over you. If you don't say anything and you sit there and take it and take it and take it, it's going to build up. It's a natural reaction for you to feel overwhelmed and frustrated to say, you know what, I'm done with this. I I, want to leave. But communication can stop that. You know, do your part to open that line of communication with your immediate manager or supervisor and say, hey, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Or, you know, my working conditions are not are not the best for me. How can we fix this to where I'm happy here at work? And if your manager is not willing to listen, then you may make, you know, a decision to move on, and that's okay. You should still give notice. But I find that the main reason why employees abruptly leave and and managers um, don't engage well with their employees is because they don't have those open, candid conversations with one another, and it builds up the frustration, and by then it's too late. And now they're so frustrated, they say, you know what, forget it, I'm out. I'm not coming back to work today. Mm-hmm. And this could also potentially, correct me if I'm wrong, you could be impacting any chance of a return. I mean, it does happen. We just did a show with an individual who gave some strategies as to leave that door open, but that pretty much damages this irreparably if you leave without notice. Absolutely. In fact, I, I read in the Wall Street Journal a few months back, um, they, were, they, had, they had an article in there. I forget the, the title at this point, but the article sort of mentioned, you know, the way you leave a company is so important because you may have to return back to that organization at one point in your life, right? The grass is not always greener all the time. So that new company that you're going to may look great now. It may look awesome because, you know, you've already had that bad experience at your previous employer, but it may not end up being all it's cracked up to be, right? So if you leave with that, you know, leave abruptly and, and you leave the bad taste in the manager's mouth at your old organization, you can guarantee that they're not going to hire you back because they can't trust you. Why would they, right? So they can't trust you. you know, if you left before, certainly you can do it again. And even if they take a chance and hire you back, you're always going to feel like there's some type of payback cloud over your head. Mm-hmm. You know, they may do what, to me, what I've done to them. Sure. So it's just an uneasiness that sets in. So you don't want to, you don't want to put yourself in that opportunity. Myself, I've had to go back to employers after I left. And there was always an open door because we had that open communication where it was time for me to transition. But I, would, I was willing to give everything over to someone else so there could be a smooth transition. It's out of respect for the employer. And it really does show your true character and quality of who you are. And that says a lot and goes a long way because you want to leave that lasting impression is, you know, it didn't work out for me here. My time is to move on right now but I'm not going to leave you hanging, right? I'm still going to make sure that everything is set up so you can have continued success because it matters to me. And when you do that, it really says a lot about your credibility and employers are more welcoming to invite you back and say, you know what, I want someone like this on my team because the way they left is really telling of the type of character that they have. Well, I actually, I like the point uh, going just a little back a little bit further that you mentioned, even from yourself personally, if you do go back to that organization that there's that almost a paranoia of they're going to get back to me in some way. I think that's uh, very observant on your part, kind of that psychological aspect that, that plays into it. Right. Now, we've touched a lot on obviously what that could mean and what it looks like you are as an employee or as a person. I wanted to ask sort of the practical side of why two weeks? I mean, should you, could you give more? Is there a one week where it could be enough? Is a couple days enough? Where does that two week thing come from? And what possibly are other options out there as far as time? I know in the U.S. that's the norm. Uh, you know, in other countries, they do four weeks or six weeks or 
they require a lot more time in different countries. But in the U.S., it's always been a norm. I believe it's because, you know, that first week, you're really tying up the loose ends of your actual work, right? You're telling your clients that you're no longer, you know, you're transitioning, you're gradually giving your workload to someone else. And then that mm-hmm. second week is more of training that person, making sure they are comfortable in that position before you leave. So I believe that one week is not enough time because many things happen. Someone may, you know, be out that person that's in your position. Maybe the employer hasn't found the right person to be in that position, right? So you're, you're setting yourself up, setting your position up for success after you leave. So that takes minimum of two weeks, in my personal opinion, even seeing it. I have done it, and colleagues of mine I've, I've watched execute that two-week plan because it gives the employer enough time to get organized and become prepared so that when you leave, all is not, you know, crazy. Right. and. And, and you don't lose clients over someone else leaving. And that's what you try to avoid, the chaos in the workplace and potentially losing clients uh, because they may be familiar with this one person and have built a relationship with this one person. So if I'm still there, there in that position and I tell my, you know, that client, hey, you know, I'm going to transition out of this position, but, you know, I've, I've entrusted all of my information to Susie now and she's now going to be in this position and I've trained her personally it gives comfort to your clients, right? Instead of you abruptly leaving, and now the employer has to explain to the clients, "Oh my goodness, you know, well, why did she leave? She was one. She was the best employee at your organization." Now you have to kind of figure out how to explain that to your clients. Whether if you have that two-week time frame, it can be a smoother transition. So I think that's a sufficient time frame. One week would be uh, extremely short to have all of that done uh, in that time frame, and a few days is really an insult because at that point. <laughs> All you're doing is just, you know, cleaning up your inbox or just fiddling around. What sure. can you really do in a few days? Nothing. Nothing significant that's going to help the employer after you've left. That uh, makes perfect sense. And I think uh, a nice breakdown there as far as why that two weeks seems to be a, a good sweet spot, at least here in the States. Now, are there reasons that would make leaving without that two-week notice acceptable? Absolutely. I've always included a little caveat when I tell my clients, you know, two weeks is is a good amount of time frame unless you feel that there's some type of harmful situation that you'll experience if you're if you're concerned about your physical well-being or if there's an ethical problem right let's look at the places like Enron you know if you find out something is going on you want to get out and get out fast <laughs> so those are the two instances where i would say you know leave without apology because your name is on the line and if so long as you're attached to this company uh, and then they're having unethical practices, get out and get out fast. And if you feel like you're in danger, you know, if someone is going to bring harm to you in the workplace, of course, you have to protect yourself and get out as quickly as you possibly can. So those are exceptions to the rule. But uh, m- most of the time, if there's, an, there's no uh, ethical reason or, you know, physical endangerment there, then I think the two weeks is worth sticking it out just to protect your brand and your credibility. What would you say then are the biggest challenges when it comes to that employee leaving to be able to handle that two weeks with professionalism and some dignity, especially if they are seriously unhappy or they've had some issues there? What would you say are those toughest aspects that they have to deal with? It's a struggle and it requires a lot of discipline. You know, you have to constantly remind yourself that this is about my personal brand. This is not about how someone wants to find out where I'm going, if I'm going to a competitor, if they want to be nasty with me, say that I'm disloyal, all of the above. It really takes tough skin 
to stick it out for those two weeks because you're always going to wonder, well, what are they saying about me? You know, how do other people feel about me? Are my managers, do I have to deal with this treatment that oh, no one wants to invite me to lunch anymore because they don't want to say anything in front of me, right? You're kind of isolated in that last two weeks unless you have, you know, the kind of work environment where you good work environment, which is kind of rare that employees are supportive of your transition, you know, depending on whatever reason you're leaving. But it's, it takes tough skin to, to deal with a bad breakup um, <laughs> and stay there while you're moving out, right? So um, I, I say, you know, just to stay positive and focus on making sure when you leave, there are no strings left behind. No one can say, you know, uh, well, she didn't do all of her work. Look what she left us with all this baggage. She didn't transition, you know, in the best way she could have possibly done it. I would say to just maintain your positivity. Don't speak negatively of anyone. Don't get involved in any gossip, talking about any managers or anything like that. Leave absolutely no, no, no gossip there uh, and talking about anyone in the workplace or where you're going because it's no one's business. Uh, Just remain professional and positive and you can get through it. Mary, the time really has flown by. We've touched on some great topics uh, regarding this specific subject itself. I want to give you the chance here at the end to give our listeners a final takeaway from this discussion, anything you feel is important that either we haven't touched on or something that really needs to be emphasized as we wrap up the show. I'd just like to point out uh, when you're getting ready to transition out of any organization, always face the problem head on. So go into your employer's office, give your notice, respectfully a two weeks notice and tell them you're willing to clean up any loose ends and give your full support and training someone to take your position and always 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 give positive feedback as far as your experience is there and let them know that you will be there to support them in any way possible before you leave you don't want to ever leave a bad taste in the employer's mouth when you leave because it could affect your success in your career down the line you never know what's going to happen one day or the next so it's important to Take precautions and be positive and everything will work out in its own time. So no worries about uh, the two-week notice. It is worth it because you don't know. And because you don't know, you want to make sure that you give that positive taste in, in your employer's mouth when you leave. That sounds like a perfect way to wrap up this edition of Employment Notebook. Again, we've been talking about the importance of giving that two-week notice, even if you've heard otherwise from a lot of different places in recent weeks or even years. We have been speaking today with Mary V. Davids, Principal Consultant at D&M Consulting Services, LLC. Mary, thanks a lot for coming on the show, sharing some of your experience and knowledge with us. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And of course, if you want to send us some suggestions or feedback, go ahead and shoot an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter. Find us at the LJN. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. 